0: The Duly Noted Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's, the home of handmade-to-order chicken, salads, and more than a dozen mild-to-wild sauces. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today. And by ViStar Credit Union, with locations across Gator Country. Visit ViStarCU.org. And the Humidor, going the distance for fine cigars. is duly noted. Everything Florida Gators with your host Pat Dooley. Okay, welcome into another edition of the Duly Noted podcast. Uh, hopefully um, everybody's doing okay out there. Stay safe, stay sanitized. It is a the strangest time I've thing I've ever dealt with. I know look, I know that there have been comparisons to 9/11. 9/11 was totally different. 9/11 was more tragic, obviously, and that we were being attacked by terrorists and thousands of people died and are still affected by it to this day. Um, and, and, again, we don't know where where this uh, pandemic is going to take us in terms of deaths and people getting sick. But it is the weirdest time because we came back and we're playing baseball and football and everything else within a week after 9-11. And we're not going to play for a long, long time. I, I really don't know when. We're going to see sports. But we're here. I'm here right now. Robbie and I are, and and Arnold actually just had a long meeting trying to come up with ideas for th- something to do to give you, and we're going to do that. Um, I will just give you a little quick uh, reflection on what I went through up in Nashville. I was so excited about going to the tournament. I didn't go the year before, and I was excited to get back there. Uh, but it, by the time – literally I landed it was already like okay I'm not leaving the hotel except to go to the games and then when you get to the game there were hand sanitizers every five feet you know but you know I went out there watched the game uh the first game and you know the game itself wasn't anything special the basketball wasn't real good that was the team Florida was going to play I was going to write about it once Georgia won that's what I was going to write about I asked questions during the uh, press conference about Florida to the Georgia players who didn't give me very good answers. But the bottom line is by then we already knew that there were going to be no fans in the stands. And so we ended up all writing about that. We ended up writing. In fact, I wrote that night. Uh, why, why are we doing this? Why are we keep doing this? Of course, by the next morning, things had changed. I got, I literally got dressed to go to the game and, um, because I wanted to go to the first game. And I wanted to see what was going on. And I just put my credential on. And I looked. I said, look at your phone before you, you walk out this door, buddy. And I looked and it said, SEC tournament canceled. And then the dominoes really started falling. in And pretty much everything in the world is canceled right now. Except this podcast, of course. Because you want to bring the elderly guy in. To, to this environment i'm kidding of course we have sanitized everything and I, but i am elderly and you know that's the first time in my life now look i'm 65 years old and i get the the uh, uh senior rate on on i'm hitting from the senior t's now but elderly was that's the first time i've ever thought of myself as elderly and it's very sobering and i don't like it but it is what i am it's better to be elderly than never to reach elderness or elder statesmanship or whatever. Uh, anyway, so flying home was certainly an adventure. It was very it, it was scary in a weird way. And I was it took me back to when 9/11 happened and then the fi- the following Friday, Robbie and I got on a plane in Gainesville, a very early flight. Uh, so it was like the sun was just coming up. It was kind of an eerie, you know, daylight barely, but just an eerie feeling. And we're getting on this plane, and I'm like, "This is what they used to do this." And I was getting really nervous. There were a couple of football players from Florida that got on the plane. I'm like, I will be okay because if nothing else, Robbie will just pull his shirt off and start hitting people. So we're going to be all right. And by the time that game was played, I'm not saying we had forgotten about. What had happened at 9 11, but we'd gotten back to some sense of normalcy. This is not going to, that's not going to happen for a long, long time. And I, I look, I don't want to get into the speculation or any, and give anybody any misinformation. You know, I had to have a talk with my brother today. I said, look, we're probably not going to have a golf tournament. At the best we can do is postpone it to like August and hope that we're able to do it then. But with what's going on, uh, all the postponements, bars are closing here for 30 days. And 30 days is just a minimum for all this stuff, for baseball, for everything. Um, so we have to figure out what to do with our lives now. That's the weirdest thing. You know, I mentioned this, I, I think I mentioned it in my column. I, I, I wrote like three columns in four days or whatever it was, pretty much about the same thing, but tried to give it different spins. But I think I wrote about this that maybe we care too much about sports because we are so depressed. And when I say we, I'm talking about me and a lot of you out there that I know and a lot of you out there that I don't know. A lot of you out there who have – in fact, I had a guy in the, in the airport going up to uh, – in Charlotte Tell me how much he loves the podcast. Well, you don't love the podcast unless you love sports. So there's a lot of you out there that that this is really depressing on a lot of levels. We all know that the most important thing going on right now is trying to get people healthy and trying to flatten the curve, as they say, and stem this thing before it takes a ton of people's lives. And we don't want obviously that to happen for any reason. We don't, you know, we're willing to. I think as a as a country, except for there are a couple of Kentucky fans. But it was still, uh, to be honest with you, it was still only Thursday when they were at the bar in uh, in Nashville complaining about play stopping. And I did get it too. They were they drove down, or they and then there was another group that flew down. In fact, this one woman and her husband, I saw them at the airport, or I'm sorry, at the uh, hotel, and sh- and she said, uh, "I said, man, this this kind of sucks for you." And she goes, you think? I said, especially because we called the Bridgestone Arena five minutes before we got on our flight, and they said, yeah, they're playing, man. Come on down. And now they're, she had nothing to watch. So it's really brutal for fans in the, in those terms. But what are you going to do? Eh, let's just go play and hope, hope we don't catch it. You know, everybody tried to do their best. Everybody tried to slowly make this sports attainable. I I, I couldn't think of what I was going to say there. In other words, we were going to have an NCAA tournament with no fans. But eventually you got to a point where, no, you're not. No, you're not. And the bottom line is, so much information has come come about, and we keep hearing more and more stories, and that's why we're where we are right now. We are in a different world. This is the most different thing any of us have ever gone through. Uh, but we'll get to it. We'll get through it and sports will there'll be sports again at some point. Um, I hope we all get through it. I hope there's not one more death involved with this. Um, I know we uh, you know you're concerned because I think I some other students here at Florida, Uh, came uh, tested positive and but I don't want to get into a bunch of like I said a bunch of misinformation the bottom line is this is the most serious thing that we as a generation have ever gone through in terms of I think being nervous and being scared 9-11 was scary and it was the most tragic thing I've ever lived through in my life but it happened it was an all-day affair, and then it was over, and then it was the repercussions. Now, certainly, a lot of people it, it never ended for a lot of people who are still di- battling some kind of respiratory diseases from it. But, and I'm not trying to diminish nine eleven at all, but this is different. This is the the most bizarre, crazy, unbelievable thing uh, I've ever dealt with, and we any of us have ever dealt with. Not having sports is a real body blow, and 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 it was a body blow after body blow because when they canceled different things, like when they canceled the SEC tournament, you're like, oh, I'm going home. Okay, there's still going to be an NCAA tournament, though. No, there's not. No, oh, by the way, Pat, you're 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 stuck in a hotel for the rest of this day, and there's nothing to watch. Wait, there's golf. I can watch golf. All right, I go down. I'm going to watch some golf. At least golf's on, and then they cancel that. And then they cancel the Masters. And then they cancel everything. Everything's postponed. Everything's canceled. And the first two days were fine because I went and played golf. And now they've canceled golf, in a way. I know that uh, Ironwood is shut down today and will be shut down for a long time, probably. Um, so, anyway, look, there are financial ramifications that are crazy. I don't even want to get into any of that stuff. Let's talk some sports. The point of this podcast really should be to lift your spirits a little bit and not to bring you down to where everybody, every other newscast is bringing you down. So I'll take a break, and when I come back, I'll put on my happy face, and we'll talk about some football, some basketball, and other sports as well. You're listening to the Duly Noted Podcast at Gatorsports.com. At star We believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a
1: million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe
0: that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Tailgates and Gator Winds call for the best cigars available from around the world. Pick your sticks today and save at the Florida family-owned site, thehumidor.com. Get free shipping on every cigar order. Find boxes from the biggest brands, samplers hand-selected, by top tobacconists or pick your own single sticks thehumidor.com going the distance for fine cigars all right let's start out with basketball because that was the one of the biggest things that was happening when it all got shut down and um you know apparently uh Blackshear would have played in the game. He was going to give it a go, and who knows what Florida would have done. I think Florida it was well-equipped to play in that tournament. And and the thing that was interesting – and, again, I'm going to talk sports here, even though they seem insignificant, because that's what I'm going to do, just just to do it, because – get your mind off of other things. But, you know, when Tom Crean in that game against um, – who did they play? I, I This is how – crazy this whole thing has been, it was just less than a week ago, Georgia beat Ole Miss. That's who they played. Ole Miss was awful in that game. And Georgia wasn't that great. But he played his starters. He played, I think he played uh, Edwards, Anthony Edwards, the entire game, all 40 minutes. And he said after the game, my goal was to make sure our reserves were well-rested for the next game. And I'm like, that's. Eh, I've never heard a coach do that before and I felt pretty good about Florida's chances. Now I will say this, what happens in a tournament like that sometimes you're pretty good in that second game in a row, second game in two nights, because you've shot in the building, you've played game, a game in the building, you're used to what what's going on in the building, the crowds and everything. And you see teams pull off a lot of upsets. In fact, uh, you know, Florida did last year, beating LSU in their second game. It's the third game where the legs go out from under you. You can't. You can't. It's almost impossible. So I, but I still would have liked Florida in that game to win, and then, you know, we, we would have seen where they would have been seeded. You know, Lenardi came out with his final seeds, and in Florida was a nine. Again, I don't like the nine seed. Uh, nine means you play eight. You're playing a team just as good as you. Uh, And then you got to play the one. The ones were really good, I thought, this year. So Florida probably wasn't going to go very far in this tournament. And that's a column I'm going to work on for, I think it's going to run in Friday's paper, uh, the the legacy of this basketball team. Uh, Already we've seen Dante Bassett enter the portal. Um, I don't know what's going on with Scotty Lewis. Scotty Lewis posted an Instagram that said 32 out with an empty dorm, but that could mean I am not staying around here because I can't go to class. I'm taking my classes online anyway, like everybody else. Um, but my gut is, I think he'll go. I really do. I think he he showed that improvement during the year that the NBA guys wanted to see. They already know he's a freakish athlete. Um, I don't think he'd get drafted in the first round, but he might get get drafted in the first round. You know, the, to me, the biggest question, and I. I, I will find it hard to believe that Andrew Nemhardt after testing the waters last year, getting a little bit better this year, not a ton better, but he got better, is going to say, yeah, I'm going to stick around again. I, I, I find it hard to believe he would do that. The question is Keontae Johnson, who is a tweener, and I don't know what he will would project to in the NBA, whether he would come back. If he came back with the other pieces that you would have, Trey Mann, of course, I would think would definitely come back and the recruits you have coming in, you'll have a pretty good team again next year. In fact, the odds on Florida win the national championship last year, just in case you're wondering, next year are 25 to 1, which isn't the worst, but at least they're in the in the the rankings. You know who has got to feel really bad? There's a hundred people who who are really feeling bad about what what has happened. And again, I'm just talking about sports here, okay? But, like, Florida State's basketball team, they could have won it all. Now, the stupid State Senate, and I, mean, I say stupid and I say it, I, I mean it, declared them national champions. That, that's the dumbest. That's very UCF-ish, and it's just asinine, to be honest with you. Why not declare UCF national champs? Why not declare Florida national champs? They were going to be in the tournament. They might have won the whole thing. Look, before the season, people thought they were going to win the whole thing. So why not declare Florida national champion? It's just dumb that people do things like that. And you weren't even going to be the first seed. You're going to be like the fourth. You might not even have been a one, depending on what you did in the tournament and in your, in, in your conference tournament. Anyway, I don't want to – but I did feel bad because that was, a, that was a team that overachieved, and that's what has got to happen here at Florida because we've seen teams overachieve, and this team definitely underachieved. Um, there are reasons for it. And I'm going to get into those in the column, but they definitely did not achieve the level that they should have. And what Mike has got to do is figure out how to get the guys to overachieve. I'm not saying he never has has been able to do that. I think he has had guys who have achieved more than their ability. I think you. And I'll give you an example. Devin Robinson came here and really just was an underachiever. And by the time he left, he was an overachiever. Or maybe just an achiever. So that's, it's not even about getting guys to overachieve. Now that FSU team I thought did overachieve. It's about getting guys to achieve their level of talent. I don't know that Mike's done a great job of that here. Um, he's got to figure some of that out. But I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think this team was hard for Mike White to coach. Because it was a, it was so young, and now you're running everything on offense to a, a fifth-year senior or a, a grad transfer senior uh, who's never played with you. But and you've got all these young guys, and you got a lot of egos. Don't think there weren't egos going on here. You know, from Blackshear to to Lewis to Man to Nemhart, all these guys have egos, which is fine. It's fine to have an ego. But I think he struggled with it, the personalities of them. They didn't gel, but then they did gel. That, that's the thing that's crazy. No, I don't know that there were too many teams in the country that when, was when Florida was playing well were any better than Florida. The trouble is they just couldn't sustain it. And that's the magic elixir that you had to have. Maybe it was a lack of leadership. Maybe the coach didn't do a good job. Whatever you want to say, and if you want to, you know, jump on Mike White, that's fine. You're allowed to do that. You're a fan, but just don't, just don't think he's going to get fired or was ever even in danger of getting fired. Um, so it's so weird not only not to have a bracket. Like I remember there was one point when I was thinking, well, Florida's not going to make the tournament. I mean, because they, they had lost a few, those three in a row. I think that was it. They're not going to make the tournament. And I was like, yeah, the NCAA tournament is still going to be great without him, And it would be even better with them. And if they made a deep run, how good would that be? And not, the answer is none of the above. All right, so meanwhile, Florida football, it's a weird deal there because they can't even go out and practice or on their own in the um, you know, practice facility or uh, anywhere over there. They Everything's shut down, so – and I think Robbie's going to work on a story on, on this. What are they going to do? You've got to make sure these guys don't get soft. We've seen these hard bodies on Twitter that they've got, they put together between January, what was it, six, the first day back, and uh, in March. And it's, it's I, I, no, I, I think the effort, I think their want to is definitely going to be there. Uh, but where do you go work out? I mean, I don't know what's going to be open to work out. But that's the thing everybody's facing. Everybody's facing this issue of where do we, what do we do? How do we get better? How do we keep getting better? We don't have nutritionists. Well, I guess they do actually have access to the to food and stuff like that, but to the weights. They don't have an access to Nick Savage. They can't go watch film. Right? I think that's right. They can't, they can't even go hang out in the building. I, It's going to be really interesting. And that's why I want to talk to Tom Hart and ask him one of the questions I have for him. And Tom Hart's going to be our guest just a little while from ESPN is what football will look like, what sports will look like. That's another piece I'm working on. <laughs> like we, we, we had a good meeting. Let's just put it that way. Meanwhile, there is one sport where there is news left and right. Now they're, Technically, there's been news in basketball. Rick Patino comes back to Iona, back to college basketball. Also, Iona's a hot ticket. Um, Samford fired Scott Paget. Didn't even know he was coaching there personally, but he was. There were a couple other coaches that got let go. Nothing significant. But the NFL is going nuts because Tom Brady won't be a Patriot. We now know that for sure. We speculated it, and it's it's a definite. Uh, apparently he they gave him a number and he said, no thank you. Will he be a Buccaneer? Will he be a Colt? Uh, I am fascinated with what the NFL is going to look like. It almost feels like the quarterbacks are just all playing musical chairs. Like, okay, everybody get up, walk around the room, sit down wherever you can find a seat. Cam Newton, eh, don't sit in that Carolina chair, bro. That's not good for you. Jameis Winston, now you, you you move on. You're you you do not need to sit in that chair. It's going to be wild next year. I I, I think it's going to be really interesting. Hoping that we have games and everything like that. But um, so a lot of that happens. And then the what the I what I can't understand what the Texans did, but they did it anyway. Getting rid of you know Hopkins trading Hopkins for Johnson. It's it's some guys aren't meant to be general managers. Let's just put it that way. So there's certainly a lot going on there, but in the end, it's killing us because we don't have games to watch. And one thing I, at least now, this may be just me, but look when you're when it's July and you're jonesing for football, you'll watch an old game, right? You'll flip on a game maybe you have on your DVR, or all of a sudden they're showing. The Florida uh, Alabama ninety four SEC game, and you'll watch it. Doesn't work as much when there should be games like they're showing basketball games from this year, earlier this year. They're showing other games from earlier this year, and I'm sure they're gonna, they've got a stockpile and they're trying to figure out what to put on. And I'm like, well, there should be games on. This not the summer. I don't want to watch those games. I want to watch the games, the games we're supposed to be watching. Doesn't quite hold my interest the same way. Maybe that's just me. All right, I will take a break, and we'll bring on Tom Hart from ESPN. And then we'll come back and talk a little bit about some of the other sports, as well as three things, all here on the Duly Noted Podcast at Gatorsports.com. Zaxby's taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or visit Zaxby's.com. Okay, welcome back to the Dilly Noted Podcast. A real pleasure to be joined by Tom Hart from ESPN, who uh, I think you lost two leagues when this this tragedy <laughs> hit, right? You lost the XFL and the SEC? <laughs> yeah, double whammy. <laughs> well, Tom, for those of you who don't know, if you weren't watching those early games, um, was doing the, uh, the basketball up in Nashville, and um, it, then all of a sudden he wasn't doing it. Uh, Did you get a sense, I mean, first of all, talk about how surreal it was on Wednesday night when that place was packed, even though these lousy teams were playing.
1: What an amazing crowd for the first night of it, and it was certainly felt, it was felt on the floor, I felt it on the broadcast, and at one point I turned to my partners and I said, this kind of reminds me, growing up in Missouri, it feels like, the night before an expected snow day, right? That was always, you know, there's no school the next day, um, or you think there's no school the next day. That was when everybody was at their liveliest that night. And, and now there were times where you woke up to, you know, 14 inches of snow and you didn't have to go anywhere. And there was a time when we are on Christmas break, we, we thought we were getting a big snow day. And we woke up to just a dusting, and we tried to call in sick to our, uh, to our Christmas job. And the lady said, are, are you sure you, can, you can't make it out of the driveway? Can you check again? Um, so, yeah, sometimes it comes back and it bites you. But um, it, was, um, it was, I don't know, maybe I'm just being optimistic, but it seemed like at the outset of that thing, it was the beginning of a great tournament. And great energy in the building, and things really changed quickly.
0: They did, and of course, at the halftime of that game, um, they announced that uh, of course Greg Sankey has a uh, press conference, and you know nobody—I don't think many media members went back out for the second game. They were all in there hacking their stories about no fans in the stands. But when you left the arena that night, did you say I don't know if we're coming back here?
1: Yeah, for sure. And and there were so there were multiple benchmarks that we reached that night, right? Um, is it is it accurate that Sankey made that announcement on set with Dari between games, right? So, um, if, if I remember correctly, I, and then he addressed the media after that before the start of the second game of the night. So, in uh, that first announcement being that there would be no fans in the stands. So, then we all start, and do I have that right? Am yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So then we went in the second game and I thought, uh, you don't have much time to to process all of that information because there is a a game that you're getting ready for and there's a game in front of you. Um, But we started kind of thinking in the back of our minds, well, what what is this going to be like tomorrow? And we would have had the night game. So um, I was planning on being in the arena and watching on television kind of at the same time to see how the first crew handled having no fans in the stands. Um, and Andy Kennedy, you know, coach in the 08 tournament that had the tornado come through. So there was, a, there was some chatter amongst our production crew and, and the guys at the table, me, Andy Kennedy, and John Sumble, as to how things might be handled. So I was coming up with a game plan for how to handle it with no fans. And then at some point in that game, I want to say it was probably, I'd have to go back and, and check the timeline. I want to say it was probably midway through the second half. Of the last game, um, that's when the Rudy Gobert news broke. Yeah, and that's that's when the Woj bomb got dropped. And my producer says in my ear, "Hey, Woj just announced the NBA suspending play." And and that to me was a major benchmark, as it was throughout all of sports. So I had two analysts sitting with me, and they were they were you know arguing about the finer points of defending a ball screen or whatever it might have been. And I said, guys, hold on, hold on, wait a second. And from where we sat courtside, you couldn't see the bottom line. It was running across everyone's screens, but everyone at home could see it. So I said something effective on the bottom line right now is is the ultimate woes bomb that the NBA is suspending play. And that just took it. It was like the floor dropped out. Yeah. You know, That just took it to a whole nother level. And once he said that, I thought, man, the, the odds of the SEC continuing play have to be slim to none, even though it wouldn't become official for, you know, another 12 hours or so.
0: Yeah, you know, and the other thing that that happened is how it just, the dominoes just started falling. It was almost like once they started falling... It's like when you see dominoes in a row they they couldn't stop falling. They just it was like now it's this, now it's this and I I remember sitting, well, at least I'm gonna have the TPC to watch when I get home, and, <laughs> and then that canceled, and then the masters comes right after it. so yeah, it yeah. is what it is, and, you know, but we have to deal with it.
1: I also think that um, just from the perspective of my perspective, and my coworkers' perspective, as we left Nashville. And um, the timeline is muddy uh, on this too. But um, just just for background, I, I went to. I got up early the next morning. I went to three practices. Mississippi State didn't practice. I, I talked with um, Bruce Pearl. I watched Auburn practice. I talked with Will Wade. I talked with John Calipari, and then I went to do a radio show that was being held in the Omni Hotel, right next to where the presidents and ADs were meeting. And it was during that radio show that I get a text that says, Hey, tournament's off, you know, call travel, and get home. And so I raced <laughs> I you know, I didn't quite sprint, but I, I walked briskly, you know, the four blocks of my hotel, packed my bag, grabbed an Uber, and got home as soon as possible. But there were there are other benchmarks still to be met and other dominoes still to fall. And I think the severity of everything really hit home with myself and my crew when they canceled the College World Series. Yeah. That was a kind of a WTF moment, like, wait, that is way down the road. Like, why is it necessary to cancel something that doesn't happen until mid-June, and how does this make sense? Um, and we'll see, you know, we'll see where we are in mid-June, but it certainly seems to make a lot more sense, you know, as you and I talk today than it did when we first heard that.
0: Well, and obviously the commissioner was as surprised as anybody about that decision to be made. And my thing was always, well, you can walk it back, If you have to, but uh, as now that we sit here today, here in Gainesville, they just shut down all the bars and and clubs uh, for 30 days. I mean, obviously what we're facing is certainly we're going to miss sports. There's no doubt about it. It's painful to miss sports, but you also realize it's way, way bigger than sports.
1: Oh, there's no doubt about it. And, and it will be a scenario in my belief where We all know someone who's directly affected, even if we don't right now. And so that will, I mean, I hope it doesn't come to that, but that will certainly put it in better perspective for all of us um, where sports fall on the, on the scale of, you know, what's important, what isn't. Um, On the other side, I do think it's a great reminder of the diversion that sports are in our life. Um, For many of us, it is just like, just like Rain Man, like it's of viewing. When Wapner comes on, the TV's going to be on, and I need to feel comfortable in my own skin by having that constant in my life. Even though the seasons change, sports are always there, and they always have been there. So when that constant is uh, taken away from us, when that routine is disrupted, it certainly disrupts our personal life and, and what we think about what we're doing and, and why we're doing it and uh, what's next. Um, so those those two words, what's next? I think are the biggest question for everybody, whether you whether you work in sports or not.
0: Yeah, no no doubt about it. I mean, I'm curious. I mean, you're probably still getting your arms wrapped around this whole thing at a distance, I might add. But um, mm-hmm. what 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 are your plans? I mean, what are they going to have you doing? Is there going to be um, that Tom Hart's greatest hits, or uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm um, curious what you're gonna you're gonna have because all the stuff you certainly have done have uh, they're all wiped out for a while.
1: Yeah, um, you know, college baseball being the most immediate, and 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 that's a shame because I love it and I love going to Omaha. It's my favorite event every year. So we just I just hung up with a conference call moments before you called me, and it's Kind of a, a wait and see I mean right now we don't have access to the buildings to do any new production, so it's um conference calls and emails, hey, what games do you think would be good? what topics could um, what topics could we put in place? it would um, be an umbrella for for programming for content you know when do we air games? what games do we have access to and those decisions are all being made at a you know pay scale much much higher than mine. Um, but the fact of the matter is, you know, we've got incredible facilities at ESPN and, and no one's allowed to access them right now. So um, kudos, by the way, to the folks still doing sports centers and the live programming to kind of keep the ship afloat. This is, you know, it's a, it's a huge company. It's a monster company, part of the Disney umbrella, and there's great people that work there. Uh, we'll see, we'll see how we manage, you know, I know just from a consumer standpoint, You know, there are elements of sports television that I'm anxious to see in the coming months. The Jordan documentary that they put together is going to be amazing. And I know they're trying as hard as they can to get that thing finished and get that out as soon as possible. Um, But with no live sports, there is no live sports programming.
0: Yeah, I did watch Survive in Advance again last night for like the four hundredth time because it, you know it made you it, it made you long for it. Almost made me sad more than anything else. Uh, and last question for you, Tom. I'm going to write a column about this later on, and again, this will be my perspective of it. I'm curious what you think. What do you think sports is going to look like when we come back? Or is it impossible to tell? Like, are fans not going to flock there because they're still nervous to the stadiums? Are players going to be sloppy because they haven't been able to do their work, you know, uh, that they're they used to doing this 24-7 cycle of, of being football players, being basketball players, whatever they are? Uh, I'm just curious what it's going to look like when we come back.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think there's two different – to me, there are two very different – you know, relaunch scenarios, um, and it might be different depending upon the sport, but if sports are relaunched, let's say Major League Baseball is relaunched and originally fans are not allowed in the stands or uh, they play the first couple weeks just from a calendar perspective in front of empty spring training stadiums just to get some television content on and to get everybody back and going and get the players paid, um, then, then it will be kind of a stair step to to normalcy. But if they decide, you know what, on on this certain date, on date X, the gates are going to be open, the popcorn's going to be sold, um, there's going to be a pregame parade, and we're going to have Major League Baseball. And I'm just using that as the best example for, you know, what could be happening in June or July, or the NBA and the NBA playoffs, for example. I think people are going to come back in droves. You know, it's not... The baseball strike that convinced people you know what i don't need this anymore and i'm tired of selfish owners and selfish players um it was a disruption that was caused you know by this by this freak incident not by any millionaire or billionaire to blame um and i think people are going to be hungry for it just like people are going to be hungry for uh the reintroduction of, of movie theaters i think people are going to end up going to movies Maybe even more so than they did to the first month because there'll be blockbusters ready to be seen and there'll be people anxious to get out of the house and to be part of the community again.
0: I should have bought Netflix stock about a week ago. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah you should have. Yeah. Or any
1: any web based yeah. meeting
0: software. Sure.
1: Yeah. I'm There's, demanding <laughs>
0: that they release Ozark Three now. I want it out now. <laughs> so uh Tom, good to talk to you. He is Tom Hart, of course, from ESPN, does a great job. Really enjoy it when he's on the air. And I'm going to have to have my Tom Hart withdrawal, which is going to be painful. But we'll be back with more of the Duly Noted Podcast at Gatorsports.com. Zaxby's taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or visit Zaxby's.com. And thanks again to Tom Hart for coming on. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about baseball. Um, you hate that the last game played there was a loss, especially for a team that went 16-1 and, and and to fit, to close out McKeithen Stadium. This was a team that could have won a national championship. Doesn't mean they would have. Their best team won an, didn't win a national championship. Not their best team did win a national championship. And that's the way it works sometimes. So... We don't know what would have happened as the season went on, but you hate to see it. You hate to see it for this team. You hate to see it. You know, when I was talking to uh, Jeff about it the other day, I said, you know, what really stinks is Tommy Mace looked like he was ready to have a Logan Shore, Hudson Randall, um, uh, Brady Singer type junior year. The start he was off to. And you know he's not coming back. And I wouldn't think Leftwich is coming back. And obviously the the seniors have gotten their – extra year of eligibility they've still got to figure out the dynamics of that my gut is that they'll just say there are no roster limits um you're you have 11.7 scholarships plus whatever seniors you have but we'll see if ncaa usually screws things up and they'll probably find a way to do that but i feel for that team because that team could have been great you know what else i really feel for this gymnastics team won the sec really good really good team had a chance to win it all. No question they had a chance to win it all, and that's taken away from them. And I don't know how many seniors come back there, and I don't know if it's the same kind of dynamic. That, that The saddest part to me for them is that this was a team that clearly had a chip on its shoulder after what happened the year before where they didn't even get out of regionals. And they perform, were performing at such a high level. It's like they got better every week. And they might have peaked in the NCAAs and just wiped the floor with uh, the Oklahomas of the world. Never get a chance to find out. You know, golf, both the golf teams look like they're going to be really good. Swimming, um, tennis, can go on and on. Track. All they do is win national championships, Right. So it's sad in in that way, um, that for all these people and and for all of them who've lived their whole lives because these young men and women, let's face it, they're training all the time, and for years and years they've always had this. I'll be curious, and, and I think we have to wait and wait and go down the road a little bit before we, we talk to a lot of them. What are you doing now? What are you doing? Well, how are you how are you keeping your mind occupied? How are you training because you still have to come back? And think about it. If you're a baseball player, for example, you have to come back for, for fall practice, but you're not going to play a game that matters for a year almost. And you're not used to that. So I, it's just – it is what it is, though. I mean, I hate to use that expression. It's one of my least – Favorite expressions, but it is what it is. All right. Um, real quickly, before I get to three things, Coach Spurger called me yesterday and asked me this question, and it was pretty pretty good question. He said, "Pat, so what's what's the next game? What's the next sporting event you're going to cover? Do you think?" I was like, "Bro, I have no idea. It might be Florida's opening game, but that's not even guaranteed." Let's just say this thing is not wrapped up until August 19th. I don't think Florida or anybody else is going to go in there, practice, and play that first game. We could see all these first games, you know, in second games. We could see a 10-game season. We have no idea what we're going to see. He also told me he bought a right-handed golf glove so he could pump gas. And I, I missed the, the obvious question. Well, we'll just pump it with your left hand. Maybe he likes to pump his gas right-handed. Anyway, it was good to hear from him. And um, he was going to work, and then he was going over to Marsh Creek. Stoops, he's in town, play a little golf. I, I invited myself to come join him, and I think I, I am kind of half-invited, so I may get over there and do that. All right, let's do three things. It's time for Three things. Number one, today is a big day. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, if you're not, yesterday was a big day. And if you're listening to it on Thursday, two days ago was a big day. But Thursday is also a big day. You know why? Thursday is my wife Karen's birthday. But Tuesday, St. Patrick's Day. Am I wearing green? No. You know why? I'm Irish every day. I don't have to wear green to show I'm Irish. I am always Irish. I leave St. Patrick's Day to the amateurs. Plus, I'm not sure he was that great a guy, anyway. But it is kind of cool to flip around on uh, Sirius today. And again, here's another thing: Howard Stern's not going to be doing shows for a month, probably. Um, You know, I noticed that on the uh, channel 84, which was, which is the college network that I listen to all the time for talk shows, they were replaying the LSU Clemson national championship game on radio. I'm like, okay, that ain't going to work for me. So, um, anyway, it was good to find that, I think it was the Spectrum had, they were playing nothing but Irish songs, St. Patrick's Day songs, and and a lot of them are really good. I will say this, though. After about four of them, you're good to move on. Let's see what's on the Beatles channel. All right, number two, um, I mentioned this earlier, I was really – like, I said, here's what I'm going to do. I thought it through. No sports to watch. I want to be outside. I don't want to just be laying around watching Netflix all the time, although I probably will do it now. Uh, but I'm going to go play golf. Played Saturday. Played really well. Played Sunday. Played really terrible, awful, stinky, poo-poo. But that's okay. I'm going to get my game back. I, don't, I will never get it back where it was, but I want to get it back to where it I can break eighty every once in a while, and then Ironwood closed, and now we got to wait and see what happens with everybody else. I know when you're outdoors, like I said in my column, all you have to one thing you can look. First of all, you don't let anybody inside. You have a way of taking money outside, and I don't even know how that would work. And then you only allow one person per cart. I don't think I don't see where there's there's a problem there, but. I'm hoping at least some courses here, and we don't have many will stay open, but I feel for Jeff out at Ironwood, Jeffs one of those guys who's getting killed financially, obviously because he does all these radio games, and now you know the golf course is closed. It's really sad all the stuff that's that's just gone negative anyway, and number three um hang there hang in there with us, okay and what i'm the reason i say that is we're going to keep trying to put stuff out there we're not look i know that a lot of people are just basically off now we're not among them we're going to keep working and try to give you stuff and sometimes you may look at something and go are you kidding me they really thought this was worth a story or this was a um great idea for something to do are you kidding me all right, we're not going to hit all home runs, but we, I, we've got some cool stuff planned, and we're going to keep throwing it out there at Gatorsports.com, and we hope you guys will like it, and, and we're going to keep working on it. So hang in there with us. Uh, it's a tough time, but we're going to try to make it a little bit better for you. That's going to do it for our, our podcast for today. Until next time, I'm Pat Dooley, the sports columnist of the Gainesville Sun. I'm deep, way back, and I am out of here. The Duly Noted Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's, the home of handmade-to-order chicken, salads, and more than a dozen mild-to-wild sauces. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today. And by ViStar Credit Union, with locations across gator country. Visit ViStarCU.org. And the Humidor, going the distance for fine cigars.